When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby league. Please welcome A.H., Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Jeez, wasn't that a brutal game? Mm. Souths completely trouncing the Panthers at ANZ Stadium. Big thanks to the Triple M call team. Anthony Maroon, Ryan Girdler, Jamie Soward and Emma Lawrence on the sideline. Good stuff, guys. Look, this is the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. And we're just three footy fans wishing you a happy and healthy financial new year. Mm. (laughs) And we hope you all manage to find a good patch at the stroke of midnight on Friday. (laughs) As you clearly did. (laughs) Single for five years. I'm AH Kayleigh, Chris Gale, reeling in the years. How are you going? Well, AH, as rampaging Roy Slavin might say, what a tremendous weekend to be an Australian Mm. sports fan. The eyes of the world focus on the east coast of Australia to see the plucky upstart take on the prohibitive favourite and win. And I referred, of course, to the West Tigers' victory over <laughs> the Newcastle Knights up there at McDonald Jones Stadium. I am very well, thank you. Andrew Rose, not in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> getting you better going? every week. Yeah. I'm good, thank you, AH. I am going to reiterate what Chris said. It is a great weekend to be an Australian. Our boy Jeff Horn is the new WBO welterweight champion, taking down, how do you call it, Manny Pacquiao? How do you call him? I think uh, Roy and like to refer to him as Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> Manny pa- or Pacquiao. 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 That's right. Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Good on you, Jeff Horn. And remember, you're a champion. And new <laughs> world champion. It's funny that Roy and HG should get brought up so much here, it's, isn't it? It's a little bit of cross-promotion. Yeah, Why so is that? Where, uh, oh, didn't you know, Rose? So no. uh, for uh, next Saturday and the Saturday after that, we're going to be filling in for Roy and HG. They've uh, they've traipsed off somewhere. Maybe we'll find out where in the interim. Uh, yeah, so some idiot's gone, do you guys want to do this primetime slot where heaps of people will be listening? Yeah. Yep. I look forward to getting ripped off the air. Look, but for this show, in this hour, look, we have to go into all the talk at the moment um, about dropping a club, relocate. Re- a re- city club. <laughs> a city club, a city nonetheless. Club, relocating Goodness clubs. Me. All that jazz. Which seems, it's a topic that seems to come about every year, like clockwork, yep. uh, clockwork mm. but with a, a bit more sort of credence to it this year. Uh, we'll be looking back over that round and, of course, that game just now. They all had their angry pills. Mmm, Biffo. Biffo. So join us as we chat South V Panthers right after this on Triple M. You got a fast car. <laughs> I love that as soon as I started playing Rose and I both went, You got a fast car. But that was, that was not the song. Oh, I tell you what, I'm exhausted and food coma-y. Yeah. We'd all, we'd all had perhaps a bit too much sugar before the show by like half time. And then bloody producer Felix walks in yeah. with a McDonald's family meal, yeah. unannounced, slams it down and says, who wants which burger? It was a brown paper bag that he brought into the studio. It turns out it was full of McDonald's. I thought it was some kind of under the table pay, like the storm. No, it's in Felix's contract. That is how he gets paid here. Oh, yeah. right. In, yeah. in Macca's chips. Yeah. We're not getting paid at all, but it's a kind of a, a third party agreement situation. Getting paid Maccas. Getting paid Maccas. Yummy. Oh, I'm so sleepy. You know who wasn't sleepy today? <laughs> Who's that? The Segway maker, A.H. <laughs> Kayley. Um, that's South V Panthers game. Now, look, because I am a little bit, brain's not working quite too much, what I'll do is when something's happening, I'll write down some notes and then I'll craft, you know, what I'm going to say out of it later. But here, I'm just going to read what I wrote during Go on. that game. <clears throat> Slappy slap slap <laughs> slash 
shirt fronting, crowding, very aggressive game, full stop, which is capital letters good. <laughs> I've only got two words to talk about that game, and that is Alex Johnson. <laughs> yeah, like five tries. Five tries. Equal number of insane. tries by an individual in the NRL era. Mm, yeah. um, the, the boys on the commentary were alerting us to the fact that Frank Burge playing for Glebe, who are now back in the Ron Massey Cup as mm-hmm. the Dirty Reds, once ran in eight tries. Wow. wow. That's pretty good going. Mm. I've, I've done that. Of course, that. in those, days games, yeah. went, those days games went for three hours. Oh. So it, was, it, was, it was a different era. Look, uh, it, yeah, it, but he still did it all in 17 yeah. minutes. That was a disappointing performance for him. I, I think I think everyone's angry because South know their season's already gone. Yeah. And Penrith were learning that their season has gone. Right. So everybody was a little bit fired up. I mean, the uh, I'm actually dubbing this game the chicken egg flour soup bowl because uh, Anthony Maroon backing South. Sounds like a, a, like the menu at a Chinese restaurant that's like very broken English. Yeah. It'll I be call like, that the number three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still luxuriating the fact that we won Spoon Bowl against the Knights. But yeah. uh, Anthony Maroon was backing the Rabbits to beat the Panthers and Ryan Girdler and Jamie Soward said, all right, it's Chinese meal, and it's really gone one way. Oh, that's right. They were actually betting for a Chinese meal. That's right. A succulent yeah. Chinese meal. But, <laughs> sorry. But the focal point of... Get the, your hand up. No, never mind. <laughs> but the focal point of the chicken egg flour soup bowl was this uh, slapathon that occurred about 10 minutes in. There was a loose mm. ball. Uh, Dallin Watini-Zelezniak fielded it and Sam Burgess came in, can I put it bluntly, over the top with an elbow. I would say he came in quite bluntly. (laughs) Uh, A fracar ensued. Uh, Sam definitely threw... A melee. (laughs) A fracas. A ruckus. Contretemps, brouhaha. (laughs) Threw in two clear slaps. And all all we could see that uh, Watini-Zelezniak did wrong was it copped the slaps to the head. Okay, this is something yeah. that annoys me in Biffo now in rugby league. The refs seem to feel like when a fight happens between two teams, you have to take this teacher stance of, oh, you're both as bad as each other, so I'm going to send one of you from each team off. Mm. Was Celesniak copped three slaps to the head and then was thrown on the ground and was sin-binned for c- copping hits to the face. He did nothing. All right, so yeah. this, this was Matt Chechen's call, and look, it, w- it was bizarre. I mean, Sam, I saw the slaps, and... Bizarrely, when Chechen put him in the bin, he goes, what for? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But Wattini Zelezniak was an unwitting victim. But I think that because we've learned that not only is the slap a penalty, it is, in mm. fact, a sin binning in the modern era, that the referees themselves are against this. So this was Matt Chechen's silent protest <laughs> right. to even up so that South didn't suffer or were victims of a silly rule putting players into the bin for silly slaps. He is now definitely the Matt Chechen rebel. Well, the one thing I've learned from this is that a slap is a penalty. <laughs> <Matt> Chechen. <laughs> <laughs> che- Chechen freedom fighter. Look, I know we brought politics in it last year. Sorry, my non-politics head there. What I've learned, we've learned so far this season: a slap is a penalty. A slap is a sin bin. We can now add to that list: getting slapped is a penalty and a sin bin mm. as well. One hundred percent. I, uh, when I was younger, I worked on the door of a nightclub on Oxford Street. We nice. all remember Cuba, right? We've, we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they they. They had a um, policy that was if there's any violence, both sides will get kicked out. So there was this one night, there was this guy, he just got absolutely, I mean, we called it a king hit back then, Mm. if you can recall the pre-coward punch days. He just got absolutely smacked out of nowhere. And security's like, mate, that sucks. 
I'm really sorry that happened to you. Mm. Sorry, Matt, I've got to show you the door. Yeah, you got to go. Kind of thing, like he had to go out as well. Up. And he's like, are you kidding me? And there, there needs to be shades of grey in these kinds of policies, boys. There's one way around that when you're working in a nightclub and to not get kicked out after having a fracas, and that is being a DJ. I think that's the nightclub equivalent of being the good guy rule, right? I'm like yeah. the Jonathan Thurston in that room. I can yeah. get away with murder. Or the door girl or the dish pig. Oh, like okay. When I was dish pig at Good God Small Club, I got away with a lot of stuff. Because <laughs> to be fair, my hands were burnt and covered in <laughs> knife cuts all the time. I, I love the mentality with security. If someone gets paralytically drunk at their venue, the solution is is to remove them oh, yeah. from the yeah. venue. It doesn't yes. make much sense. Not my responsibility anymore. Look, I, I guess in conclusion, the other exciting aspect of the coverage was we got to see the South Box with Russell Crowe in there with family. Mm. Oh, uh, bonding. That bonding. Kid. There was the famous time where Russell tried to uh, instruct his son about how great it was South were winning and the kid goes, Get off me. Uh, Get off me, But Dad. this time it looked like one of the younger Crow sons was looking for the double high five yes, and Rusty left Rusty him hanging. Rusty left him hanging for so long. It, yeah. was, it was like witnessing absolute child neglect. But what was also interesting <laughs> was in the uh, box we're gonna get sued. was legendary Aussie, Aussie film director George Miller. And after the slapathon for car brouhaha, Russell goes, can you use it in the next Mad Max? <laughs> George, he said, absolutely no way, Russell. Insufficient evidence. <laughs> this is the back row. G'day. The back row with AH, Chris and Rose on Triple M Sydney. Uh, we're just three footy fans talking about the footy, which is fortunate because that's what we bloody know, baby. Mm-hmm. It's all we know. It's all we know. Um, so Buzz Rothfield has come out this week like clockwork um, with his, uh, you know, on, on his sort of content schedule each year. And now we're talking about how it's a coding crisis and we need to cut a Sydney club. Mm. This is a combo that happens every year. <laughs> Every year. year. But uh, I don't know. It seems like it has a bit more um, meat to it this time around. Yeah. And Chris, it's suggested that it's your club. Yeah, they took a poll and uh, the poll is designed around the basis that if you started a national rugby league competition from scratch, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have one team in Brisbane and nine in Sydney. And I guess that makes sense. But what about history? people yeah mm. that's kind of like saying though if you built sydney from scratch you wouldn't have like absolutely balls crazy straight rooted streets that yeah. go nowhere kind yeah. of thing too bad mm. we Th- get it melbourne yeah then you just be canberra boring yeah <laughs> plan within an inch of its life yeah so the poll interestingly had 37 percent saying the tigers should go which is simply because they're coming last right now as far as sydney clubs are concerned sure sure mm. 20% said all clubs should stay, and I think we're all in that camp, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but what I thought was really interesting was 14% Rose. said... <laughs> I'm surprised the Tigers' percentage is so you low. Yeah, yeah. Dirty double dog. 5% the Bulldogs. This is clearly fixed. <laughs> yeah. And 14% for the Sharks, which is pretty astounding given that they're actually the Premier. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. But I think is... that just shows that it is a popularity contest. It really not is. based on anything. Yeah, no. but there are so many reasons why the Sharks should go. They're landlocked by St. George Illawarra. Their home ground is a toxic mm. swamp. <laughs> you know, the list goes on. But look, I think a lot of the debate is, given that the licenses in there all say, if you turn up with your money, in other words, don't go broke, you'll be able to stay. You will not be relocated. We'd be interested in what listeners think about ways in which Sydney teams could improve themselves. I know as a fan of the Tigers, my team feels very nomadic. Yeah. And I'm wondering, would I be prepared to give up beautiful Leichhardt to just see all home games at Campbelltown or one of the super stadiums to get a greater sense of what being home ground advantage is? But also I feel, um, so obviously, you know, Jets fans, Bears fans are are better able to talk to this this, uh, matter than you or, or I am. But so both of us, we've had our sort of home areas get merged into something different and there is a sense of loss in that already. Mm. Um, 
I'm sure I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, think, so I, I honestly think this debate was answered about 20 years ago when South got quite rightly booted out of the competition, but oh, somehow they got back in in I 2002. Remember, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, go for it. Big sense of loss, you know, as fans. It's, it's, it's a heartbreaking kind of thing and it's very confronting because uh, our, our um, who we follow is part of who we are, our identity. One triple three five three. It was for the call out. One triple three five three. You at home? How do you how do you feel? How, are you uh, of a club that's you know that's been lost or been merged or you know do you think that this problem actually exists? And is this what we do to solve it? Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> this is the back row on Sydney's Triple M AH. Chris and Rose. We were talking about the uh, this idea that Buzz Rothfield has trotted out like quack clockwork to mm. um to cut a Sydney club from the league that we have too many in the NRL and we were sort of talking about um yeah the matter of dropping clubs clubs who have been dropped or merged before what this means for fans uh Paul from Stanhope Gardens has called in on one triple three five three what's your thoughts Paul uh, just on that earlier comment with uh with Sias getting booted out quite rightly oh that was you uh, was it Chris yes it was <laughs> yeah that was uh you want to try explaining that to the forty seven thousand members and the you know a couple of hundred thousand actual South supporters. Go on, Chris. I'll have a crack, Paul. What, what, what did you? Could you repeat what you said? Because I actually can't remember. It. No, I was I was being somewhat flip about the fact that when the NRL uh, resolved the Super League war, they created a time frame by which clubs had to meet a criteria oh, yeah. to remain in the competition, and they were things like home grounds, membership, uh, size of crowds, things like that. And under that criteria, the NRL offered money for clubs to merge, e.g., mm-hmm. St George Illawarra. Yep. West Tigers became West from Western Suburbs and Balmain. Manly and the Bears. And poor old Manly and the Bears and the Northern Eagles, and that ended up being this, the uh, the end of the Norse in the Premier League, if you like. And South failed the criteria, so they were uh, booted out of the comp, and then they went back through the courts right. and were yeah, yeah. reinstated. So, yep. Paul, you are, you're displeased by Chris's reference to history? Yeah. Yeah, I am, right. actually. Yeah, because, because, you know, I've, I, I was, you know, probably... Uh, what six or seven at the t- at the time of you know us getting booted out of the comp, and from what I've been told, uh, we actually did meet that criteria, and the Roosters fought really hard for us to you know to be kicked out. Oh look, I don't, I don't think you, Chris. I don't think you were saying that it was like morally right for them to. I don't think anyone was celebrating. Oh no, I, th- I think South didn't meet the criteria, but, oh. be, but you're right. The Roosters would be advocating hard, and I guess our perspective, my perspective at the time, Paul, was I went to the merger meeting where Balmain. Uh, had to accept the merger with West, and poor old Laurie Nichols was crying and all that sort of thing. So we bit the bullet, and South and Cronulla was the proposition on the table, and the South Sydney Sharks had a bit of a ring to it. Look, to Georgie Piggins' credit, he stuck solid, and he got back. All right, so can we stop this rabbit's talk, please? All right, thanks for your time, Paul. Uh, we have Patrick on the line now from Sandy Point. Patrick, how you going? What's your... Uh... Take. Sorry, I'm so tired, Patrick. Go Talk away. Go, go, go. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, yeah, so talking about another team. Yeah, there is one team in the comp that's been booted out of the comp three times in the past 30 years or so. They're now in for the fourth time, and I believe they're broke again. I think they're owned by the NRL now. I'm not exactly sure on that. Uh, you right. mean our uh, friends Titans? above the border? Yeah. Who are you talking about? Titans. The Titans. Ah, the Titans. I mean, they were, they, and there was also a South Queensland Crusher side as well. Yeah, so I agree. fair indication that there isn't enough interest in Queensland to there be another team. Mm. You're speaking our language, Patrick. You're absolutely speaking our language. Can you believe the Titans have previously been the Chargers, the Seagulls, the Giants, and even briefly the Bears, I think, at some really? weird stage. Yeah. Well, well if, and they might be the Bears again. Well, isn't that the plan? That's some proposition. If there, I yeah. learned anything from this weekend's games, it was Saturday at Central Coast Stadium. Sold out Roosters-Sharks game. Central Coast needs a team. Central yeah. Coast Titans? 
What do you What do you reckon, Patrick? Central Coast Bears. Oh no, good call, Patrick. Yeah, well, that's that's the plan. That's the plan. We need more Sydney teams in this competition, (laughs) Patrick. Well done. Uh, And we also have Scott from Ride on the Line. Scott, uh, you want to talk about respecting the history of the game? G'day, guys. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking when Buzz Rothfield comes out this week and goes, we've got to get rid of uh, Sydney Club. I'm a Tigers fan. I mean, every year, the team that's coming last, one of the blokes at the Daily Telegraph go, oh, we've got to relocate them. It just seems to be a recycled story uh, yeah. that comes out. So, I mean, I think that, obviously, someone's got to come last every year. So there's no need to really go, oh, we've got to get rid of this team because they happen to be coming last. And, I mean, for the Tigers, they've been going through a tough time. But, yeah. I guess, moving forward, there's a whole generation of, young fellas out there that only know the West Tigers. They don't know Balmain or, or West. Amen. So I think that key for the administration of the Tigers and for the game is keeping that history with Balmain and West, but also forging this you know unique club, I guess. So, um, good point. It's looking good for them with, um, with the new signings on board and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see. But no, I don't think that moving a Sydney club or relocating or anything uh, would be a smart idea on every level. Yeah, look, I agree with you, Scott, about, you know, respecting the history of of the distinct previous clubs, particularly as a St George Illawarra fan who's from the Illawarra. You do bring up another point, which is um, the sort of relocating existing clubs club home grounds. I think in the news this week, Brett Kamali was saying that he wants to see the Tigers only play at Campbelltown and the Dragons right. only play at Win uh, uh, Stadium down in the Illawarra. So that's something yeah. else for us to also talk about. What are your thoughts on club relocations? One triple three five three. Thanks for your time, Scott. See, Thanks, you on, Scotty. see you on the bus, Scott. This is the back row on Sydney's <laughs> Triple M. When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show. With three obsessive fans still want to have their say. One, two, three, four. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby League. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Sure is. Footy from the cheap seats. And uh, we, we had a lot that we were going to talk about this hour, um, Chris and Rose, I'm AH. But uh, the discussion about, you know, the suggestion once again that we need to cut a Sydney club and then also relocate some clubs has absolutely blown up the phone line on one triple three five three. So, boys, what do you reckon that we just dive into it, yeah? Let's do it. I'm happy. Let's do it. Leslie from Manly is on the line. You have a second division suggestion. Well, it works in the IPL, I guess, So, mm-hmm. and in English Premier League as well. And um, I guess the Americans looked at it. AFL have a slice, like a second division, but they don't really rotate. But I think you should take the bottom two, put them in, and then have the bottom two come up. It mm. saves relocating, and then the bottom clubs have something to fight for. I agree with you, Leslie. Then, I think a lot of this argument about teams getting uh, moved and cut uh, at the bottom of the table is just an actual reaction to the fact that we don't have a second division, so they don't can't talk about the risk of them going down. They talk about the risk of them disappearing completely. I, I'm with you, man. Get the Jets in there. Get the Bears mm. in there. Second division war. It, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Even if it's like not as many teams as the actual NRL, say if it's like a six-club yeah, Perth Maybe Pelicans, like get them in yeah. there. It would be kind of like, uh, like you know, back, back, in, back in the golden Sorry. age, sort of like mid-season and stuff, we'd have like, you know, the Panasonic Cup and we'd have knockouts and that kind of thing. I yep. mean, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but 
It add a bit of colour to the game. Good call, Leslie. I, I like your call, Leslie. This is what Super League is doing, and it keeps interest continuously through the year for everybody. And I think if Todd Greenberg's not listening to you, Leslie, there's a mistake about that. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks, Leslie. Oh, uh, we've got uh, Brian from Rudy Hill on the line. Brian? You did I did? Come on. <laughs> no, no, I did. Oh, okay. I didn't say Brian. Apologies if I did say Brian. Brian. Do you have the problem with the um, way I say Brian? <laughs> <laughs> we have to get to Brian. We have so many calls banked up. Sorry about this, Brian. I deeply apologise. Okay. You're a Sharky boy supporter. Um, they're my second team. I think uh, I think there's a fair bit of like nice feeling towards the Sharky boys on this show, although I'm kind of guessing. So um, you have a little bit of an issue with the way the Sharks have been framed in this discussion. Yeah, well, I'm Brian and say so it's my wife, but what? I'd like to say... Your, your wife's called Brian as well? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, there's the, a the, oh, is the there wife a... of Brian. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh, good one, AH. You're on the yeah, ball there. They're, they're not keeping up with you, Brian, but keep going. <laughs> here's, a, here's a secret. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's finally that's coming no out. Brian, okay, Brian, come on. What's your take? Every, every, time we, every time we hit this discussion, it seems to be the Sharks are the ones that get the name of, oh, they should relocate the Sharks. But at the mm. same time, they're, they're the ones that offered the South Sydney... Uh, uh, the, the merger. You can be the South Sydney... Sharks. Right. All they wanted to do was give the Sharks name just the Sharks. And every single time they, they said, no, no, we don't want it. And South Sydney said, no, thanks very much. So it ended up being the Sharks had to go on their own and they took it. Yeah, well, look, Sharks took it and, and took it to the hilt. You make a good, you make a good point, well, Brian, because that's uh, why the Tigers refused to merge with Parramatta because they just wanted the emblem. So these things are complicated. And let's face it, I suppose you not only own your ground now, but you've got an amusement parlour being built next door. Or, or whatever that big complex <laughs> and is, that marsh. and you are the premiers. <laughs> yes, the, the, the only thing that's holding you back is Buzz's support. I think you can't you can't relocate, relocate the premiers, can you? No, I'm not, so, not I, this no. year anyway. Good not the point. way you're going. It was, you're going great. <laughs> I think it's a, yeah, it's a pretty wild idea. Thanks so much for your time, Brian. Brian, all you knows. Uh, and now, look, we we rugby league fans, we're quite a, a simple bunch. It's very hard for us to grasp um, uh, big topics, and sometimes we even forget our own first names. I abbreviate my first and second name just to be safe. That's why I'm Ah. We have Ab from Bondi on the line. Are you copying me? <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, uh, what you got to say, AB? It is a loose well, show tonight. Like, not, not that Chris needs any uh, backup ordinarily, but uh, he's absolutely right that in the Souths um, getting kicked out of the comp case, they did fail the criteria. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that was the way they launched the case. Uh, even when they won on, they lost it the first case, and even when they won the first appeal, there was no legal obligation on the NRL to let him in, but of course I think the mood of the people, you know, the marching on the streets, uh, governed that decision. Yeah, I'm um, 100% but, with but you, it, AB, because I remember at the time when, when South were kicked out, I was crucified by my mates for having this opinion. If this was a Formula One team and you couldn't afford to get a car on the course that would that fit the regulations, you can't race! It's that simple. Mm. <laughs> And look, AB, it's Chris here. Uh, from Knock. the way in which you're approaching this discussion, legal, the lilt of your voice, I'm guessing Roosters fan, would that be right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, might be right there. Uh, so, feeling a bit bruised today. So Bye, I was, going, I was going to say, the big question I need to put to you is, how was the refereeing up at Central Coast Stadium <laughs> yesterday? Insufficient. But I have to say, 
there were some issues with the onside, but that's not the reason they lost. <laughs> that's very big of you, AB. Oh, thanks, AB. Uh, look, this is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. Right after this, we'll be doing a sort of recap of the round, uh, and then I reckon we might talk a little bit more about this uh, a bit later. Oh, I'm going to have a coffee. <laughs> Oh, it's a loose show tonight. How good's in excess? Never get sick of in excess. Never get sick of in excess, which is lucky because they get played on our show a lot. I know. I'm, I'm, which I'm is a... good. We love it. Oh, and this is the back. Thank you for reminding me, Felix. This is the back row. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> With AH Chris and Rose on Sydney's Triple M. Chris, uh, it was quite a short round this week, but stuff happened in it. Do you want to fill us in? Well, <laughs> we have guys. Before you, before you start your back rap, yes. Chris, we've been friends for 15 years, we correct? We have. And there's one thing I've never done for you in that 15 years, and that is give you a gift. Oh. So I've used the one gift that I know, and that is putting the right music to the right situations. Oh, God. And I present to you Blushing already. the brand new, new and improved Chris Gale's back rap. Yeah, baby. Take it away, Chris. I thought that was going to be like a... Um, I thought that was an intro, so you, we're just doing this now. Over that was the... the intro. I just did the intro. Chris, take it away. I'd oh drop into a bit of PM Dawn, but it wouldn't work here, would it? <laughs> Look, thanks very much for that. And let's face it, it was a weekend where there were more spankings at a swingers party. <laughs> a lot of high big score likes. But the uh, NRL table is split into the haves and haves nots, and there are four competition points separating eighth place Parramatta mm. and ninth place Penrith, who didn't really look the goods earlier this afternoon. I can only see one team dropping out of the eighth. Oh, and the Saints. You're marching anyway. Oh, and the Saints. And I know everybody in Sydney. Come on, Marty Wollong. Go on, we're going to drop out of the eighth almost certainly. <laughs> and I know that everybody is desperately hoping that the Storms are siding with Manny Aquayo <laughs> and taking a bunch of selfies up in Brisbane as a turning point and they'll drop out of this competition, but not anytime soon. Uh, the weekend opened up with Parramatta, a one-point victor. I'm sorry, Rose, over the Canterbury Bulldogs. Brutal. Courtesy of a very tough late uh, penalty strip call and extra time and a love letter from Mitchell Moses to the West Tigers in the form of a field goal right between the sticks. Mm. Again, I'm sorry, AH, uh, as the Steelers red and St. George Illawarra opting to take the two when down two yeah. points to four, <laughs> did not combine to defeat the Gold Coast Titans, who we, won 20 to 12. We look... Good in that colour, weren't good on the field. No. And can I say to the winger Anthony... How's that for a generic yeah. rugby league I liked it. sentence? It's game of two halves. And yeah. can I say to the Titans winger Anthony, is Don is hat-trick. <laughs> uh... The evil, evil Melbourne Storms demolished the Brisbane Broncos by some 30 points. Worked Brisbane him. were like Josh Maguire, who was a victim of the HIA. He was more off than on. And like Josh, who was illegally using his mobile phone in the dressing rooms during the game, Naughty. Brisbane phoned in their second half. <laughs> and we've already alluded to the fact Me, that... You. <laughs> at a sold-out Central Coast Stadium, more than 20,000 people saw the Cronulla Sharks get people thinking back-to-back -back for the first time since 92-93 with the Broncos. 44-12 over the Roosters. 19 out of 19 completions, a perfect half of football. Crazy. Beautiful. We got a little bit of flavour of origin when Mad Pirate, which is the name of one of his uh, horses, Jimmy Maloney, hit Mitchell Pearce with a bone-crunching tackle. And Luke Lewis gave us an encore with a 90-metre intercept to back up his 80-metre intercept from last week to score. Beautiful. Amazing. For the Roosters, it was like a lesson in Sesame Street because tries were scored or brought to them by the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. All five <laughs> of the Cronulla backline scored. This week's letter is W. 
Anytime the Warriors... <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> anytime... No, that was a good one, actually. Thanks. Good on you. Good on you. Anytime the Warriors go to Perth, they shouldn't. All they do is bring <laughs> rain and misery as their record extends to zero and nine. <laughs> the most brutal trek just to do a weekly game. I feel for them. I mean, seriously, they led 16 to zip and then let in five tries in 36 minutes to the Manly Warringah Seagulls. And Cameron Munster played himself into a number six origin jersey as I see it. Absolutely. Following that, North Queensland were too good for Canberra. The ultimate frustration being reflected by a Joey Leilua elbow late in the game. And Michael Morgan played himself into a number six jersey for the Queensland... Uh, hang on. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> if Munster and Morgan both apply them to jersey, there's only one solution to this conundrum for Kevy Walters. What's that? Drop Cooper Cronk. <laughs> 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 Justin Pascoe came out in the wake of the Buzz, Buzz Rothfield article earlier this week and mm-hmm. said, let's get one thing straight. The West Tigers aren't going anywhere. And most of us felt that way. But it all changed today as they left the foot of the table Oof. with a 33-12 to 12 points over the victory over the Newcastle Knights. For Tigers fans, it was a great performance by Aaron Woods after the worst possible start. We led 24-0, and that's when the panic for Tigers fans generally really sets <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, we're winning by 20-0. Something's going to go wrong. And as uh, we've pointed out earlier, uh, the Souths had a thumping victory over Penrith. No answer to Alex Johnson. Five tries. Count them, five tries. Though his running form doesn't look as good as Luke Lewis when he's on the intercept sprint. No. And even though he has the most hip-hop name in rugby league, Isaiah Yo and the Penrith Panthers (laughs) were unable to do anything, and that is this week's back row. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. Uh, And, yeah, we have been talking about this idea to sort of cut a Sydney club or relocate a club, uh, and we're keen to hear your thoughts on it on 13353. And you know what? If there are any ladies listening who have any opinions, I'd love to to hear from you as well. We always get – it's a real sausage party on this show. Um, (laughs) But um, I was about to say great film, but I haven't seen it, and I'm certain it isn't. Just the tips. <laughs> uh, yes, apparently Just the Tip features quite prominently in that film. But uh, yeah, any ladies, if you have a, an opinion as well, I would love to hear it. One triple three five three. This is the back row, Sydney's Triple M, AH, Chris and Rose. I'm going to find have to find different ways to say that, I think, because I get really bored with it. Can I suggest? Uh-huh. AH, Rose and Chris. Molto <laughs> bene. <laughs> <laughs> You're a genius, Thank Chris. you very much. Beautiful. We're reinventing the wheel here, people. Let's Jeez. go wear some big shoulders and have some coke. Uh, so, yeah, this is that. Uh, it's 7.18pm, but it's also time for... Now on Triple M's back row. Just the tip. Whoa! Just the tip. Oh, jeez. Just the tip. Just the tip. Bobbity boo, ladies and gentlemen. Aww. And if you know anything about me being so comfortably in first place, the question is, are you going to tip my way? <laughs> no one? Okay. Boy, All right, boy. guys. I'm running out of ones to do, guys. You've got to be patient with me in the back end of the yeah, season. Yeah, well, you know, you're a broadcaster. This is your job. Put a bit of thought into I'm, it. I'm killing it. I'm Start do- I think I'm doing some great. losers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're all winners. Let's recap the scores. Guys, it's getting a little out of hand here. In third place on 76 points, it's AHK. Second place one point ahead on 77 points it is chris gale i'm here and now uh what is this i am now five points ahead on 82 points it's yours truly the rose man you know what i preferred applause applause (laughs) from last week i much preferred last week's undeserved audio sting that rose got i still look fondly back to the days where i was four ahead for like three Oh, just te- I was cheering up for like three weeks or something, four ahead, and just felt very comfortable and fine. And like, yep, this is this is the way of the world. Yep, it was a week and a half. I've only been Our out of first place once. Changed. Thank you, DJ Felix, for the support. I appreciate it. Friday night, Allianz Stadium. It's a big one. It's the Roosters v the revamped Rabbits. 
Oh, no, can you guys go first? Look, okay. I think with so many key players out for the Roosters, either through Origin or maybe in board coordinates case injury, South Sydney had a bit of a sniff today. They did. I, I think they will beat the Roosters. Very interesting. I am picking the Roosters. I think I'm going to go the Roosters as well. Mm. Don't want to, but will. Chris makes a valid point about Origin coming up and stuff like that. It's it's the kind of things that makes you in second place, Chris Carr. Uh, Saturday at... Uh, Pepper Stadium? It's Panthers v Manly. You're like a middle of the road in this competition, like my musical taste. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, Manly are the, dare I say, not only the form team of the NRL, but they're the most informed sporting team on the planet. Five wins in a row that jumped into second place last night. They are compelling. Now, they will be begging Kevy Walters to have listened to what we said and play Morgan and Munster in the halves, drop Cronk and not take DCE on board. On the assumption that DCU will not get picked, because he's not liked, Yeah, Manly. Ooh, I have also gone for Manly, because yeah. I believe DCE is not going to get the call. Yeah, I'm going Manly as well. Manly boys. Uh, the other game on Saturday at Amy Park, it is the Storm versus the Eels. Storm. Yeah, I've picked the Storm as well. They've done me no wrong this year. Although, incidentally, so uh, uh, Sportsbet has Storm 223, Eels 166. I think that's to I do think with that's origin. origin. Yeah, yeah. yeah But yeah. then again, though, the, the young Stormy boys. Almost the, knocked the, over the roosters. Yeah, they, yeah. they went amazingly. They did great. The, you know, the mini bots that they reeled yes. out for it. Yes. Can I say two things? Storms and please gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Sunday afternoon, this could be a beautiful game. We're back into our home ground of Belmore. I will be there playing the music. It's the Dogs v. the Knights. Yeah, I was going to Don't ask, laugh. Will, you, will you be playing the music? And that might have an influence on who I tip, but look, I think <laughs> I will go for the Dogs. How long is it going to take you to get from Belmore to here to do the show? Uh, it'll be quicker than at the time I had to go from ANZ Stadium to here. Yeah. It'll be quicker, yeah, but well, I might have to do the a... call again. Not yeah. long enough, in other words. Yeah, long <laughs> enough. All right, well, Rose will probably be calling in from a car on the way over there, and picking? I think I'm going to go the doggies. Yeah, yeah, look, the doggies at home. The Knights are really struggling after that game today. The dogs have to come back, and this is our last chance, really. If we lose this against the Knights, we're cooked. That's it. We're yep. done for the season. So mm-hmm. that's all that. That is another week of the, uh, Just the Tip. DJ Felix, hit me one time. Oh, I hate Manly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, DJ Felix told a great joke just before we went live there. Good joke, Felix. Take it away, AH. Chris's benefit. Uh, yeah, this is the Back Row on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. We have a podcast. Uh, if you're not already on there, it's called the Back Row Catch-Up on iTunes and all your favourite podcasting app. And also, doing a little bit of housekeeping, other news that we have for next week. Um, on Sunday at uh, 10 till 12. Saturday. Saturday. Oh, boy. Saturday, 10 till 12. We'll be doing a weekend doubleheader. We'll be filling in for uh, Roy and HG on the Sporting Probe um, this coming Saturday and the Saturday after that. So our apologies in advance. Chris. Can, can I just add on the podcast a tip for people searching it? The Back Row podcast dash triple M. No, the back, the back row catch up. Catch up. Back row catch up. Yeah. Triple M. If you seems... type the back row catch up, it comes yeah. up. You don't need yeah, it. I've, I've had people. Well, maybe you should stop telling them to search the back row go, podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and to try and redeem myself, reviews are a great thing to get. Yeah, we want five star reviews, whether you like it or not. Just, just be a, don't be a dog. Just do it. All right. Yeah. Woof, woof. <laughs> woof, and give us a rating as well. Uh, I suggested last week that if you give us five stars, you can write whatever you want and we'll read it out on air. Producer Felix was a bit no, no, no about that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's nothing if not consistent. <laughs> but look, let's you know, let's see. Let's see how we go. Write what you want and we'll uh we'll, we'll uh, think about we'll it. We'll think it out. We'll work it out from there. Look, um 
Something that Maddie Johns on the Grill team brought up this week is um, the matter of, you know, you've been watching a game, it's a, it's a violent, aggressive, glorious game, the, the players are going at each other. Full-time siren goes and then hugging, smiling, sharing a Gatorade afterwards. He's not for it. And you're not either, are you, Rose? No. Should we, should we listen to what Maddie Johns had to say first? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's, let's hear what he said. It's one of the things I really don't enjoy, seeing how uh, uh, they walk up at the end of the game to the opposition. And it's always important to shake an opposition person's hand. Yeah. yeah. You might have a relationship with someone and be a friend. And how are you? How's the family going? Sex like that. But you have to understand there are people in the grandstands who, whose football club and the winning and losing is their life. Yeah. Don't laugh. Don't if you've been beaten. Don't laugh. Don't backslap with the, op- the the team that's just beat you. You know what? Don't just joke around. Take your medicine. Show show show. Uh, well, you know, show devastation. Even pretend to show the fans. If you're not devastated, pretend because yeah. because they're devastated. Well, there's Maddie Johns there talking on the grill team this week about that. Um, look, I, I have mixed feelings about this. There are many, many sports where the players after full-time will get along. Uh, soccer's a great example of the swapping of the jerseys. You even look at boxing where they'll bash each other's faces in for 9 to 11 rounds, and the first thing they'll do is hug and smile and chat and good fight, man. They've got it all out of their system. I don't see anything wrong with a couple of players getting all their aggression out during the 80 minutes and then straight after having a handshake. How are you? See you in a couple of weeks for origin trading. No. I agree with what he says about keeping in mind that for for fans, like this is a, a loss can you know can be the end of their week kind of thing. Just I mean, you can still be courteous, shake the hand, good stuff, mate, without you know acting like you know you're having a ciggy outside a nightclub together kind of thing. Just just keep that, even if we're literally just talking from a broadcasting theatre perspective. I love it when you give your opinions, Rose, because yet again, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly, you're a wrestling fan. The, the whole thing is about narrative. And- yeah, the, the first thing I want two wrestlers that beat the crap out of each other to do is hug backstage and say, good match, we work together there. Oh, bullshit. I'm a they go subscriber. like, that's because you rooted my mum and look, we'll be fighting again. Look, if, if fans are angry, I don't understand fans getting angry at players not like get, like getting along. Like, no, don't be nice to him. You should mm. tell him he's a buffhead and well, walk my, the other way. What is but that? Look- my first thought was like, oh, okay, Maddie, And then I probably listen to it and yeah I'm on his side yeah but it's what Maddie Johns was saying is be respectful exchange some pleasantries etc everybody likes the tradition of the two teams essentially lining up and shaking hands but it's like it becomes some sort of social club event yes. afterwards yeah you know all we over like a power eight and and just long chats and th- there is a knock on American professional sport that's creeping into our game that is, they're overpaid and they've got no incentive to perform. Right. And that just sort of plays into the fact that, you know, their contracts, they get their money irrespective of results. Mm. And you want to see some pain for the people that are playing for you because you feel the pain. Yeah. Boyd Cordner after Origin, which was the double whammy of a defeat where victory was looming within the Blues' grasp, for, uh, you know, compounded with the fact that he had a calf injury and he was possibly thinking he was out. That was genuine emotion. And that's mm. not bad sportsmanship if he just says a few words to the opposition and goes, off but this sort of meeting of the minds and you know it's impossible to read from the players who won who lost yeah that it kills me when i come in late on the broadcast <laughs> and i can't see the score i can't work out anything i can understand that perspective at an origin all right origin means more than and no, it doesn't right. i don't think this is a problem across rugby league i think this is a problem with moses Embai. moses Embai doesn't even look <laughs> doesn't even look like he cares when the game's going very nice kid let alone let alone after the game's going very relaxed. he seems a little bit too relaxed for me Embai, in general all right well do you have an opinion on this one triple three five three dad told me i had to start saying the number slower there you go dad <laughs> there you go dad one triple three five three <sighs> this is the background Sydney's triple one 
We're just three footy fans trying to have a footy fantastic time. Wow. Mm. <laughs> We've been talking about the matter of our players sort of being overly cordial at the end of a game, you know, after a loss, not sort of seeming to be particularly bothered by it, which, of course, Maddie Johns brought up on uh, the grill team this week. Darren from Greenacre, you think Maddie's right? I believe he is. I, I take time out of work. So I arrange my work schedule to attend games. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Bulldog fan. Yeah. And it seems like your, your team goes out there, they lose, and they're all happy talking to the opposition and stuff. There's no emotion from them saying, sorry, mate, we've lost the game. They want to stand on the field and have a good chat. And yeah. no there's se- no emotion. No sense of accountability, players. Darren. No sense of accountability, it seems, from the players yeah, sometimes. Yeah, look, Darren, it, it actually brings me back to the movie Moneyball, which is about baseball, and there's a game where they lose really badly, and they're all having a party in the uh, dressing room afterwards, dancing to music, and, and Billy Bean, Brad Pitt's character, walks in and smashes the stereo with a baseball bat, and he goes, that's what losing sounds like, you know, the silence yeah. of the room. So some, I understand that some coaches and some people want you to be devastated when you lose. I personally... If they put in the effort in the 80 minutes, I don't care what they do. Five, they can do the river dance for five minutes yeah, after the you, game. You might as long be, as we win. You might be wrong, Rose, but you had me in that dressing room just then. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, very good. totally. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, look, Darren, thanks so much for your time. Have a good Sunday night. Thanks, Dazzler. Go to doggies. Uh, look, right after this, we'll be talking about, I uh, will be previewing Origin 3 and um, how it's all looking after this round. Stick around. And you can't stop. 104.9 nice <laughs> triple m this is the back row uh on sydney's triple m look uh, that was uh that was an interesting round of football that we just had and mm. of course we have to look forward to origin and see you know how it's impacted we talk about we talk about how the fans are on knife edge about the success of their teams and you know we just had darren calling in about he pays his hard earn and schedules his work to you know only be disappointed by yeah. a bad call an extra time <laughs> and be railed upon by a Parramatta fan that's so tough mm. How do you think that round is for Origin coaches Kevy Walters and Laurie Daly? Mm. I mean, they both just must look at their mobile phones in trepidation for four days, <laughs> waiting for the next bit of bad news. They Ori- must just constantly feel the way you feel when you've woken up in the morning with a hangover. And you're like, oh, God, do I dare look at my text? You know, the, the shame has kicked in and what the fear. What have I done? Yeah. And, and, I, and I think... Origin is like a jigsaw, and now the puzzles are being the pieces of puzzles are being put in place. The pieces are being put into place of this jigsaw, mm-hmm. and I think what's happened in this round is it's gone a little bit backwards for the Blues. So obviously, straight out of Origin two, Thurston and Boyd have gone, and I know we here at the back row decided to do a tribute show to Jonathan Thurston, but there was no there was no interest, <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah, sure, he played the best part of four it, hours. Uh, Who cares? It, it ended up on quite low rotation. Yeah. Rotator cuff, super yeah, spinatus. Super spinatus. But, My favourite 90s Labour MP. <laughs> and coming out of his re-election and Origin 2 was the cord and a calf and the Tedesco ankle, which, you know, 
they used to, they did this in the American football, didn't they? They sort of banned post touchdown celebrations. Mm. I think they should ban celebrations after they score tries if Wait, it's going to they? roll ankles. Oh yeah, back in the day. Yeah, you, that's you, so stupid. You ban, spike the ball. You ban post touchdown. Next thing they'll be banning celebrations in general. Next thing you won't be able to smile and shake the hand of another opposing player after the game yeah. and have a good time. It's yeah. going to be no it's fun, political no breathing. correctness gone mad. <laughs> can, huh? can can we, political, can... How do you feel about political correctness gone mad? Why triple three five three? This is two GB. <laughs> 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 Can we introduce a lockout into rugby league? I don't see why yeah, not. Yeah, I say so. But uh, tough times up there at Seabus uh, Super Stadium where both Dukes, who, as we said, is held together by ink and bandages. <laughs> yep. And, Strapping tape. Yeah, and I think it's uh, a corked chest muscle or something for Dugan, I'm not sure, but and Frizzle's done his leg. I mean, you know. <laughs> Frizzle. <laughs> and, you know, covering both Cordner and Frizzle is Jack DeBellin, who's gone from the man bun to the hipster's beard and the mm. bull ring in the nose. Oh, no. I mean, DeBellin, he is a walking picture, that kid. He's going to take up hula hooping as a hobby. He's also been in fire twirling. He's also been in the media this week because he was spotted uh, uh, paying very close attention to the cheer girls while waiting to do an on-field interview with Brett Finch. And he's a man of details. And fair enough, we've all been there. They're expert athletes, right behind him, as if you wouldn't. So, all we know right now is Thurston and Boyd have gone. Cooper Cronk has been dropped for Morgan and Munster. It's a different team. And we have no idea what the Blues team is going to be announced in the next twenty-four hours. But you know, stay alert. How are we feeling about going into Game 3? Do you think we can get it done? We're going to win. We're going to win, aren't we? We're going to win. We, we, we crushed them at their home ground in the Game 1, and that team's falling apart in Queensland. We are going to win. Wow. Yeah, that's true, actually. Ever since Game 2, I've been like, oh, no, that was so close, and oh, God, the next one's at Suncorp. But yeah, we smashed them at Suncorp, so maybe we, I should we, start worrying less. Yeah, we just need to play like we did in Game Mind 1. Mind you, we were very critical, like, oh, they've dropped pick and stick, they've changed seven positions, they're frightened, and then it went really, really well for them. <laughs> the biggest so. difference in Game 2 was Jonathan Thurston. That's, that's the that's big, true, that was the big change for Queensland, and sure. he's yeah. gone. Yeah. So yeah. we should win, right, Felix? Applause. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> Applause. Are you... Good thinking on your what feet, are you, though. Queensland? What? What's... He's from Canberra. Don't mind him. Well, then you're a blues, you dickhead. <laughs> no, I've got mates from Canberra who go for Queensland. Well, you don't even go for rugby league. Why can't you just follow our team and try to be a cool person who follows what everyone else is he doing? Did. He's applauding them. He's applauding them. He's, he thinks they're going to win. Yeah, He's right. the ultimate fence sitter. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, yeah, we came to the conclusion that we're absolutely going to win. So suck a dick, Queensland. And this is Triple M. (laughs) Bloody love, Bowie. Don't you miss him? Yeah. I really miss that guy. Particularly now that uh, the, like, the new Twin Peaks is out because he was cast in it to play, of course, Philip Jeffries. Right. his character. And it's very devastating that we won't get more stuff from Bowie. This is The Back Row on Sydney's Triple M with A.H. Chris and Rose. We have a podcast. It's called The Back Row Catch-Up on iTunes and your favourite... podcasting app because if there's one thing that I would suggest for this busy modern life is to just cram your ears your mind your psyche full of as much content as you can never switch off never disconnect it's a great way to uh to live a life is that is that is that right right? I would agree with you AH but there are certain moments in your life where you do need to disconnect a little bit and I hit that point right Uh, so Mm. let me uh, set the scene for you I've had a very rough week in my life. But oh, working buddy. In, oh, thanks, mate, Chris. I really appreciate it. Uh, look, as an independent contractor, as a DJ, as someone who plays, you know, works for certain sports mm. teams and clubs, 
Your money doesn't come in as regularly as a regular job. Oh, dude, I've been a freelance writer. You feel I, me, right? I have been broke since December. Yeah. And uh, it's really fun dodging debt collectors. Yeah. yeah while so- having a commercial radio show, it's great. <laughs> my it- paycheck arrives like clockwork. Yeah, thank you. It's like Buzz Rothfield's One Sydney Club Must Go every year. Paycheck every fortnight. You're I love it. A, you're the only adult in the room, Chris. First and, and- with your back against the wall, mate. <laughs> so I, I kind of hit a wall this week because uh, uh, a lot of the payments that normally come in all decided to not pay in the same week. And oh. sometimes it can all kind of lump together. So I woke up on Monday with no money and nothing to do. Uh, so I go to turn on my computer, which I built from hand nine months ago. Brand new computer. Won't turn on. My computer's broken. <gasps> no. So I go to ring someone to help me with the computer. That's my biggest... Phone won't work. Phone's <gasps> no! been disconnected because oh, I can't pay no! the phone bill. So I'm sitting there, no phone, no computer, no food until my other half, Zoe, gets home from work at 6pm. So I'm just sitting there poor and depressed. I hope, yeah. you're, not, hope now, you're not trying to turn this into a telephone. Now you may understand the life I've been living since <laughs> December. Day in, day out, it is horrible. Up the proletariat. You don't see any connection with the earlier comment that you built your computer by hand yourself. Yeah. And the fact that it's broken down. Uh, well, actually, I got a guy from Reddit to help me yeah. out, actually. because I, I You don't, don't see any connection between the fact that you got a guy from Reddit well, and your computer broke down? Well, I finally got a computer guy to come by and look at the computer on Thursday. And the first thing he did was did something and stood back and went, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> and I did, went, what? Did, did he say that or did he say, oh, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> that's <laughs> a computer guy. There is insufficient evidence as to what the issue is. So what, so what are you doing about this okay, situation, Okay, so uh, my, my partner Zoe looked at me yesterday and said, you, you are in <laughs> a right state this week. You're depressed and you're stressed and you need to get away. So we're going to go uh, up to the holiday house that her family owns up in Wagstaff uh, up the coast uh, uh, near Gosford. Yeah, it's very, very nice. But the one advantage of, of going up to this place is that there's no reception so you can do a forced disconnect where you can go and stay there for a couple of days. None of your phones work. You don't have to. You don't have to look at Facebook or any of those things. <laughs> you can just Twitter. Live your yes, exactly. <laughs> now, DJ Felix, you're a big fan of the forced disconnect, correct? I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but it's certainly something I've tried a couple of times. And where did you try it out? Did, but, so you, you puffed, but you didn't inhale <laughs> <laughs> on on this matter of forcing a disconnect. No, I went on two ten day cruises, uh, and yeah. anyone who's been on a cruise would know that. It's uh, it's going to cost you. You are fifty-seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Consecutively, like you just like came in after the first ten days, Check and turned around and got back straight back out again. It was like a life sentence serving it all at the one go. No, it was good. I mean, I would wouldn't have been forced had I been willing to pay the two hundred dollars for ten minutes of internet access. Get out! Oh, what? Yeah. But what, uh, like a day or over the whole cruise. Well, it depends how much disconnect I wanted, didn't yeah. it? No, I'm but you it. said the like the ten dollars for or the two. What was it? Two hundred for ten? Oh, something ridiculous. I can't remember the oh, exact okay, sorry, numbers. Okay, so I'm being a bit too <laughs> clinical and and exact I love that about though. It's like international waters rules. They're like, yeah, you want some internet? Two hundred bucks an hour, and you're like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Like, well, then swim, buddy. Yeah. that's your only other option. Ah, uh, how about you call the A Triple C? How about you get in touch with them? Oh, you want some internet so you can do that? Cockhead. That's how they talk to you out on international waters. But you need to be honest with the listeners, Rose. I mean, you can run this whole I'm going to get off the grid, reinvent myself, reboot myself, dare I say, or as DCU would say, I dare say. Yes. But let's face it, six and ten, you you can run all you like, buddy, but you can't hide. You can't hide. What will I be doing? You'll be trying to forget the lamentable state of the dogs. Oh, 
Well, look, that's a really what I'm trying to do. Punchline. I'm trying to forget that I support the, the Canterbury Bexdown Bulldogs for about three days. But I'm looking forward to the fourth disconnect because no one's going to mm. have to bother me. What I'm most amazed about Felix's story is that you might be the only person in history that got off a cruise and went, that's pretty good. I should do that again one day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys have got it all wrong. Cruises are the, the yeah, innovation wave of the future. You can do all sorts of genre cruises. You yeah. can do... Uh, progressive rock cruises. Ooh, yeah, uh, a friend of mine went on the the Ween cruise. Ween did a cruise. Friend, another friend of mine went on, went on the Kiss cruise, and she yeah. said it was insane. The band Ween. Paramore. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. She went on the Ween cruise, and apparently, like people just started. F- oh, I can't. See. Yep. People just started rooting. Jeez. Oh, people just started like rooting <laughs> on the ground like in the like in in the crowd well, while they were playing it was like once people were far enough away and couldn't see land anymore they were just like oh i can do whatever i want and it became the most debaucherous i think F- flaming lips were on that one as well yeah. and again just people rooting this all was over the, the ween place. cruise the ween cruise I, I so I pushing up them. the daisies has a whole different meaning <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. i don't blame the 10 minutes into a week concert i'd be looking for anything else to do <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> true exactly true something something buddy holly oh, i don't suppose <laughs> so anyway <laughs> i'm gonna force disconnect this week i'm gonna go away and i'm gonna get back to and then when i come back next week uh, for roy and hg show and also our own show on sunday nights i'm gonna be ready to be engulfed by media again while you're disconnected call me <laughs> You are listening to The Back Row uh, on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. Uh, next weekend, um, Saturday, 10pm after the weekenders, except it won't actually be 10, the weekend. 10am. 10 10am, AH. I even, I even wrote down PM. <laughs> You've always wanted to do late night radio, haven't you? Drop the voice uh, an octave. When you start doing radio, late night radio is all you do. Hi I did there. the all-nighters on FBI radio for oh, too long, bloody... Yeah. Saturday, 10 a.m. after the weekenders, uh, except it won't actually be the weekenders because Ghanaian's going to be on holiday. Uh, we will be doing Roy and HG. We'll also be looking after the sporting probe um, the next week as well. They've, as far as I'm aware, Felix, you're, you're their, uh, you're their, their producer as well. Yes. Or their panel operator. They've, um, I didn't really get that word out, do you? You're their panel. Oh, what is going what on? Are panel you doing? operator. Why does this keep happening? That's a Shade um, song, panel so operator. So what, they've, they've, uh, they've ducked overseas, what, for it's like some kind of, uh, they're, what, they're commentating an event in China, is that? Uh, they've got some business to take care of over in China right. for the next two weeks. Okay. Um, China. I'll see if I can source some more information for you for next Saturday morning. That's interesting. Yeah, great. Well, that's interesting. I, I'm sure, that, you know, maybe we'll find some interesting... Um, China. Tidbits illuminating their trip to China. <laughs> if we were to listen to the podcast and while you're on iTunes or whatever to get the podcast, subscribe to hours the back row catch up. We're nearly done, thankfully. This is uh, time for Back Rower of the Week. Forgot that we had an intro for that. Uh, this is the segment where we elevate someone, something, a topic, whatever that has been good this week into our, the back row of our ideal. <laughs> Stop laughing at me, Felix. Rugby league team for some reason. Uh, look, I'll go first just to get it out of the way so I can have a chunk of not talking. Do it. Um, can't go past Luke Lewis oh, this yeah. week. Oh, yeah. The Sharky boys. That's his second week in a row. What was It was an 80-metre run last week. That's right. He finished, lay down, looked completely dead. This week, 19-metre run. Just absolutely wild. Just like a, an Olympic running... <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I hate you. Look, Set it up, Felix. Set it up. Yeah. What, what was I great? Hate you so much. I could I could see Luke Lewis right now. But did, wasn't he beautifully balanced and poised? He was like a sexy gazelle. Chris. Like, like Alex Johnson was all over the shop today, scoring five tries, mind you. But Awful. Luke Lewis. 
Beautifully poised. And whereas last week we said he just lay like flat on the ground like he was Frankenstein's monster on the slab. Yes. He jumped up. It's muscle memory. Yes. I've been there. Yes. I've experienced it. And he was fresh as a daisy. He's learned it. I'm wondering if maybe there's a little, if the sharks have worked out some, shut, stop it. <laughs> shut it off. I love that. <laughs> I'm on an English beach right now. The spray in my hair. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wearing long white shorts. <laughs> so good. I'm, oh, yeah, no, actually it is quite nice. Keep going. I'm wondering if uh, maybe some sort of, um, Bellamy technology has made its way no, up to Cronulla. No, no, no. That was a that was a very sudden uh, yeah. improve million dollar man. No, 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 no. You know they've got the new drug enforcement squad down the street. That's true. The SSDRC it's doing fantastic work. Okay, well, ba- my back row of the week. Uh, Solid choice. Solid choice. Who's next? Well, I think it's me though. Um, just with hearing that word China, any chance of you saying bleeding, bleeding badly from a facelift for the listeners? Bleeding, <laughs> bleeding badly from facelift, China. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That was the worst tweet ever. <laughs> he's, do- he's doing fine, El Presidente, he isn't is he? He's cooked. Uh, my, going really well. Uh, my, I have two back rowers. Uh, there was a very, very kind man who just rang in and said nice things about our show. And yeah. I'd like to yeah, he waited on the show. line for four minutes. Uh, yeah. r- really appreciate it. Because, you know, we don't want to just talk to anyone right away. No, we, would, we, yeah. we were on And we're totally not making it. that up. Yeah, no, so thanks for that, mate. That actually yeah, happened. That actually and, happened. And my Definitely. other back row of the week is the owner-operator of the Piccolo Bar Closing after 65 years, Vittorio Bianchi began working at the coffee shop when he was 29. He's now hanging up the apron at the age of 82. He says, it's very sad, but the irony, but the cross is so quiet now. It's dead after the lockout laws and the ban Mm -hmm. on smoking inside and outside cafes. Uh, At one point, I was meant to close the bar at 2 a.m., but I kept it going to 6 a.m. It was the place to come after an evening out. We had everyone here, actors, singers, showgirls, front row forwards. Mm. Wow. Uh, A.H. Cayley. I used to go there a lot. And the hope is it might uh, be revived as a coffee bar, and all Vittorio wants is a free coffee when he's there. Good on him. Andrew Rose, who's your back rower of the week? Well, guys, as we know, I'm going to keep it local this week. Someone from Sydney. As we know, uh, you know, travelling on public transport in (laughs) Sydney. (laughs) Felix just... (laughs) What did Felix Felix just just went like... It's my time to shine. Oh, you thought it was going to be about you, Felix? It's never about me. <laughs> uh, as we all know, public uh, travelling on public transport in Sydney can always be an issue, and they've tried to uh, streamline it with the using of the Opal cars. But one gentleman in Sydney this uh, week has decided oh, to take it that guy. one step further. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is his real name. It is Meow Ludo Disco Gamma Meow Meow. Oh, yeah, I love it's that his man's full name. So, Mr. Meow Meow uh, has decided, he is a molecular biologist by trade, and he has decided to take his Opal card and take the chip and actually get it uh, surgically implanted into the back of one of his hands mm. so when he walks up to the opal card thing he just puts his hand up and it scans and he walks through the issue is it doesn't work very well so he has to like scan it like four <laughs> or five times uh, but apparently this week uh, they tried to uh, shut down his opal card so he can't use his new hand implant but they shut down the wrong card He's, <laughs> the one he got implanted is like a secret one that they don't know about why so. would they sh- I mean I understand not encouraging other people to do it but like it's in there now guys yeah, I agree. Just, I, it is a valid question. Why would they try and shut it down? I think the more important question is, why would you put your Opal card in the back yeah. of your hand? Because well, well, he did an interview and he was like, yeah, you know, because now like if I've, you know, if I get mugged or something, if I've lost my wallet, I can still get home okay. And it's like, yeah, you still can anyway. You know what? You go and you say, excuse me, sir, I've just been mugged. Would you mind if I... How often are you getting mugged? Yeah. Why are we... Impl- why In 2017, we are implanting stuff underneath our skin. Give me all your own kind of cards. dystopian... Yeah. Was it... Yeah, was just it the put whole- it in a pocket. Did, yeah. how's, how about this? A pocket. Yeah. Was it the whole card or just the chip? <laughs> ah! 
And I, I'd say he's a molecular biologist by imagination. I'd say meow meow. Is it, so so meow meow is the last name, and the the rest of it's the first. Uh, I'm guessing uh, meow Ludo is his first name. Disco Gamma is his middle, middle names, name. and meow meow is his last name. Do so we it's... all remember the street drug meow meow? Do you remember? Like I mean, obviously none of us ever did it, but it was another no. another name for you know bath salts, and right. it was like over in particularly in the UK, no, it was like no, teenagers no, were. No, I never heard of it. But, Te- but... No, it was like, it was heaps dangerous, and teenagers were like all dying and doing wild shit and like jumping off rooftop rooftops and stuff. Yeah, playing for Manly. Maybe that's where. Miss- <laughs> Maybe that's where Mr. Meow Meow got his name and this idea from. Uh, I think he sounds like a guy who likes to be unique. And but, he's by the sound of all Yeah, his so he's huffing bath salts left, right. So, oh, we're going to get sued. I'm going to shoot. Yeah, but, maybe you should. Yeah, but, you know, names are fluid. I think. Uh, he's not a real person. That's a fluid name. I think St. George Illawarra recently had a guy called Your Kitty Glimmon playing for them. And that's. that's True. It's, it's well, look, absolutely. So don't be cynical thing. about people's names. The thing I'll say, I, I like a Mew Ludo gis, Disco Gamma Meow Meow's uh, <laughs> adventurousness and he's, and he's thinking outside the box. I applaud you, and that is why you were my back row of the week. I heard he did try and run for government once, and I say MLDGMM for PM. <laughs> well. <laughs> Put a fork in me, guys. I'm done. Put a few forks in him. Uh, yeah, this is the back row. We're done as well uh, with AH Chris and Rose. I'm AH Kaylee. Chris Gale, you got any final thoughts? I just want to say to Shandor Earl, who's uh, imagining a comeback mm. in the NRL after the four-year drug suspension. To my boys. Yeah, the, the betting is firming for St. George Illawarra. It's a tremendous place to come. Get yourself straight. Get yourself a rehabilitated a la Dukes and Russell Packer and then just move on. Yeah, we're a fine halfway <laughs> house. Andrew Rose, uh, final thoughts. Uh, look, I, I think it's going to be quite the party up in Queensland tonight for Jeff Horn and his new WBO a welterweight champion. I'd like to congratulate him again and go hard, boys. Celebrate the win. Pacquiao. Pacquiao's down. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Same time, same bat channel. That's um, but also, if you tune in uh, Saturday, 10 a.m. after the weekenders, we're going to be hosting the Sporting Probe, filling in for Roy and HG while they're over in China for some sort of nefarious reason. Can't wait. China. You've been listening to the Back Row Catch-Up. Hear it live on Triple M Sydney, Sunday night, right after the footy.